Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're going to need each other. Three blind mice, three blind mice, see how they podcast, see how they po- <laughs> I was like, who's going to be our third my- mouse? Yeah. That worked. That was cute. You, me, and God. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that got really, yeah. According to this movie, yes, it is. There you go. There you go. That's good, though. I liked it, Mita. Thank you. How's it going? I'm here. Present. Okay. I get yep. that. I, I feel it. Today, I feel it especially. You feel the presence of God in this chilies today? <laughs> <laughs> that is an excellent That's such line. an underrated line. For such the an office. underrated line. And her delivery is so good. So good. <laughs> oh, and second bless. drink? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good. Mita, can I complain for a minute? But I'm going to complain movie buff to movie buff. Okay, go. To other movie buffs. To the buffs. To the buffs. So... To those people who don't know, there was a major, and I mean like major Bollywood release this weekend on Friday. India's answer to Marvel, Brahmastra, came out on September 9th, starring Ranbir Kapoor, Alia Bhatt, Amitabh Bachchan, and a bunch of surprises. And I was jazzed. I was yeah. so excited to see uh-huh. Pramastra. I've been excited for a long time. The trailer was amazing. This movie was made on like a giant budget. It's the most expensive movie ever made in India. It was supposed to do a lot of business and all of that. So I was like really, really excited for it. And like my wife and I made plans to see it on Sunday afternoon. My, my sister was going to watch the kids. It was going to work out. And playing in IMAX. So, very exciting. Yes, very exciting. Indian movie on IMAX. I never done it. Totally. Again, jazzed so some things happen in our life and we have to switch our 130 show to 855 and uh-huh. i'm like okay i'm to- i'm okay with that because i was really tired but i was excited that we'd be able to see the movie with a big crowd because mm-hmm. i don't know about you but i think event movies are just better like in a giant crowd you Those like feed of off movies, the energy yeah. yeah like i don't need to see doubt in a sold out crowd nah but <laughs> I don't I think don't I'm know. missing anything. They might be cheering on. <laughs> yeah. But I remember seeing The Dark Knight opening night at like yeah. 10 o'clock after having stood outside in the rain, in torrential downpour and coming inside. And like the energy was, you could cut it with a knife. It was mm-hmm. so palpable. So I was like excited. And, I, and like I was checking the ticket sales and like it was getting quite busy. And then my wife got a migraine. And we could not go yesterday. And... We're going tomorrow, September 13th. That's the plan. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. But here's the thing, Mita. I was actually really disappointed. And I'm making light of it now. But I was like really actually disappointed because I was looking forward to that. I don't think that's like, I think some people think movie watching is just going to watch a movie or sitting down to watch a movie. But like experience plays such a big role in how you feel about a movie. Huge. Huge. It's like the seats, it's the people around you, other people's like experience as well, getting to experience their experience. Yeah. <laughs> Can and I like, say experience one more time? And I think like, I think the two equivalencies that I can think of are Marvel movies and like 90s Bollywood. 
<laughs> oh, well, yes. You and I specifically yes. for our 90 Bollywood viewing because in Ottawa, there was only one theater that used to play them back then. And, and it was you, like, like a you big had to, deal. Like, yeah, you had to like book tickets in advance. You had to stand in line for hours to get in. But like you'd go into an auditorium of like two, three hundred people and it would be sold out and everyone would be watching the same movie. And I remember we talked about Kuch Kuch Hotahe last week, but I remember Kuch Kuch Hotahe. I have cousins in New York who saw it and they didn't know Salman Khan was in it because in New York they somehow hid that mystery and this was pre-internet where you could yeah. actually find things like uh, sorry keep things as a surprise and they said when Salman Khan turned up on screen the theater lost their freaking minds <laughs> it was like they Spoiler were like alert. Oh, Salman on, Khan nine, makes from an 1998 appearance the people lost their freaking minds they were like oh my god he's in this and like the theater erupted and, like, I've never seen a Marvel movie opening night, but I'm sure that's something you can speak to. The Avengers um, Endgame. Yeah. It was pretty wild. I took the day off work. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go to a three o'clock show. Yeah. I took the day off work. I went to my three o'clock show. I was like, three o'clock won't have as many people in it, probably. Mm-hmm. I booked my tickets, like, well in advance. And when I got to the theater, like, it was packed. It, yeah. Like, every single person you know. And you could kind of feel... Everyone holding in their pee <laughs> because that movie is so long. It's like three hours long, but you could feel like nobody wanted to leave the theater yeah. because of what they were experiencing and were no. the first ones to experience this movie just came out. And that movie specifically really uh, like panders to its audience. Like there are a lot of moments mm-hmm. in it where it's like, oh, you're meant to like cheer on what's yeah. happening and you're meant to have that reaction. I still have those reactions when I watch it at home, but it's not the same feeling yeah. of having like 50, 60, 70 other people around you also like cheering yeah. on at the same time. And like even when we watched Spider Man yes. No Way Home together, yeah. you saw me like freak out. <laughs> And I enjoyed it more because we saw it together. Yeah. Purely because of that. Yeah. I, w- I was really excited to see Toby and Andrew. But could you imagine, Mita, if you had seen that opening day and not known that that was just suspected, but you knew that was going to happen by the time we saw it, but just been like, I think it's going to happen. And then it showed up. How exciting that would have been. It would have been so great. Yeah. It would have been amazing. You can't replicate that shit. It just, no, it's can't. not. Yeah. It's just not the same way. And so... I'm just really disappointed. I get that. But you know, yeah. next week we are going to the movies together. Oh, yes, we, we are. I forgot. It? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go see Don't Worry Darlings before it premieres. Yes. We're, yeah. We got invited. Yeah. Via email subscriber list. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be interesting. And I'm looking forward to seeing it with you. Yeah. But it's not this. I don't think it's going to be this the type yeah. of movie where you like you want to see it with a bunch of yeah. other people, but it's still exciting to see it before it's like actually before out. Before it's actually out. Yeah. That's yeah. always like I always like seeing screeners and things. It makes me feel special. Yes. And that makes me pretentious, but like who gives a shit? And we can talk about it next week. Yeah, we can. Which absolutely. It's so exciting. But yeah, I get your your sentiments there. That is this a struggle. But you are going to see it. You're seeing it on Tuesday, so it will be a theater filled with people. Maybe not the movie buffs that you want, but people who are willing to pay a cheaper price to go see a movie. <laughs> but that's also the difference, right? Like you said yeah. it, when you went and saw Avengers, it was people who were like, I gotta see this right now. It was a bunch of people. We all booked the day off work yeah, to go exactly. see this You all did have that same idea. And like... Yeah. You know, you're going to see it in a crowd of dedicated people. It's an IMAX ticket, for instance, and like it's expensive. So people yeah. were like, I'm going to pay $18 to see this. And like, 
just and then I saw it again like three days later yeah exactly there you go and it was the same feeling yeah it was yeah what a life you know but that's that also, I'm just going to say TIFF is happening right now. <laughs> I I don't know. This this award, like, award season has started because TIFF is going because on. Because TIFF and is underway, it's happened yeah. And it's, it's coming, guys. Like, it's September. And I don't know. I'm not, like, extremely motivated you by You do anything. know you said this same thing last year. I did, didn't I? Yeah. But did I, did I not say it off mic? No, you said it on mic, too. Oh, well, totally there you go. My point. opinion <laughs> stays the same. I do have some friends that got to see some things this oh, like really? past weekend. Like yeah, what? I have a friend who saw The Whale and, and she loved it. She was okay. like, this is so great. I don't know how much I like trust their opinion, but <laughs> I, but like, no, they, I wouldn't say like they're a movie buff, but they did really like the movie. Yeah. So that's interesting to me. And then I saw some people who got to see Taylor Swift, which was really exciting. <laughs> I care less about that because that's not an awards contention, but... <laughs> But there's a bunch of stuff. All Too Well is a great movie. (laughs) (laughs) There's a bunch of stuff in awards contention. So it is exciting. But I always do find that until it takes a while for the awards fever to kind of get get going. Like we're literally just at the beginning right now. So October, I find, is the most exciting time because it's before anything gets overdone. Yeah. It's before any hype really settles in. It's before anything's been like a front runner. It's like the f- best time to see movies. Mm. I want to see The Fablemans. I want to see yep. The Whale. Yep. That's all I can think of right I wanna now. I want to see Tar. I want to see Empire of Light. I want to see Women Talking. Oh, there's yes. A, I do want to see Women Talking. There's a few, actually. What's the Jennifer Lawrence one? Oh, I forget. The Care Caraway or something? Something like that. Carry me, carry away? There is nothing that I'm like exceptionally excited about right now yeah and that's okay yeah it'll happen it'll happen i don't feel passionately about anything or oh babylon i do Causeway. want to see babylon okay but babylon, babylon. is the big one i think because damien chazelle oh wait yeah, has that premiered no but it's like start like the press is starting for it so it's going to premiere it's brad and margot i didn't know olivia wilde is in it it's great cast and it's damien chazelle <laughs> It looks good. Toby Maguire is in it. Yeah. Catherine Waterston is in it. Daughter of Sam Waterston. Yes. <laughs> oh, Max Minghella's in it. I'm going to like it. I like Max Minghella. <laughs> I mean, I think before Max, there were many people who were in it. Yeah, I know. But like that, he, I, I like seeing him on the screen. That's fair. Yeah. But speaking of people you like to see on the screen. Yeah. Mm, no, maybe yes, um, no. <laughs> Sure. Sure. <laughs> this week, we watched from 1944, mm-hmm. Going My Way. Going My Way. Yes, Going My Way. I'm going to read you an IMD, IMDb description. Yes. And then I'm going to give you my tagline of what I think this movie is. Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. Okay. okay. So IMDb describes this movie as, When young Father O'Malley arrives at St. Dominic's, old Father Fitzgibbon doesn't think much of the church's newest member. Okay. That's it. Now, for our listeners, let me tell mm-hmm. you something. This is reverse gender sister act. <laughs> this is sister act. <laughs> is it? This is, in a lot of ways, it's sister act. Some ways, Kind yeah. of. Without the, kind ex- of. the thrill of sister act. But Without this is like, it being sister act, yeah. Huh? <laughs> Without it being sister act. Yeah, this is sister act without it being sister act. Yeah. 
Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, it's now I'm seeing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those are my thoughts. <laughs> okay. That doesn't really clarify how you feel, though. Does it? Yeah. No. Well, should we get into it? I think should we, we start? Well, how do you feel now? about that description in itself? That description really is description. so bland. So I'll just start. So I started this. Okay. <laughs> so speaking of movie watching experiences, mm-hmm. I watched this yesterday night after the shattering disappointment of not being able to go to Brahmastra. And I sat down to watch it because I was just like, okay, I have to watch this for the podcast. Initially, my plan was we would go to Brahmastra at 1.30 and then in the evening I would watch this. So, like I mm-hmm. planned it out. And then when we were supposed to go at 8.55, I was just like, okay, I'll watch it during my lunch break. And then when we didn't go, I was just like, I guess I could watch it. <laughs> and then Priorities. It <laughs> and I don't know why I thought this. I thought tonally it was a very different film. And then I'm like 10 minutes in and I'm like, huh, it's a lot of priests right now. And they just, they're not going anywhere. And Bing Crosby is a priest. Oh, and this is set in a church. And I'm like... And then I pulled out the IMDb description. I'm like, oh, this is not at all what I thought this movie was going to be. Because I thought it was a musical. Me too. It's not. I lied to you, I guess. Maybe. But it's a movie with music. Yes. It's not a musical. It's like an early draft of Sister Act. Yeah. I'm going to keep going there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going my way and my way is Sister Act. So I continue to watch it. Of course, I have finished this movie. But it was just not what I expected it to be. Mm. And I'm going to stop there until I hear your thoughts. So I, too, thought this was a musical because that is what I read in a description somewhere, that this mm-hmm. was a musical. It also stars Bing Crosby. Yes. Who is known as a music man. Yeah. <laughs> like, he is a musical person. And so I was under the impression that there would be a lot of songs. I did know there was a religious aspect to it, okay. which I thought was interesting and i was like how are they gonna make a musical out of that yes exactly and so i w- kept watching it and i'm like well when does the music start <laughs> where we're like half an hour in and not a single song has gone on and i'm just like so are we a musical or not what's going on yeah. here guys what is the purpose of this of this film um and it is it's a lot of religion it's a lot of it's Catholicism, Catholicism and, you know. Which is not something I feel like you and I kind of relate to. At all. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, good. I didn't know your feelings. I only knew my own. No, I, I definitely thought. I was just like, this is way more this than I expected or wanted. Yeah, exactly. And... I, I'm learning in life. I need to manage my expectations. Yep. Um, my therapist has taught me that. Okay, <laughs> to that's manage fair. my expectations for things. And so while I was managing my expectations, I actually, I did have a plan going into this because this film, and we'll talk about what else was nominated, mm. is part of, it went down, we talked about it last week that this yes. now finally went back to five feature films being nominated at a time. And one of them was a film that we've already watched for this podcast. Yes. Which is Gaslight. Mm-hmm. And the other one is one that Nadim really wants me to watch, mm-hmm. which is Double Indemnity. Yes. In- Double Indemnity. Ind- indemnity. Indemnity. <laughs> Double Indemnity. Yeah. And my plan going into this was like, okay, it's Friday night. I'll watch Going My Way. I'll make it through. And then I'll watch Double Indemnity. And then I'll have known 60% of yeah. the nominated films for this. And 
while watching this, I was like, I really hope Double Indemnity is better than this because <laughs> I just couldn't grasp on to the entertainment part of this. I was really just sort of, it's very lackluster to me. And like, I think it's a very nice story. It's well told, but it doesn't like when I think about Gaslight and how exciting that was oh, from the get go. Yeah. Like this just really kind of fails for me. Do you know what this is? This is 1944's Green Book. <gasps> yeah. It's exactly what it is. It's the only thing I could think of watching. The, okay, because here's the thing about this movie. It's actually, it's nice. It's a nice fo- film with a really nice intention. Yeah. It's meant to be really like warm and it's meant to have really, like it's meant to have a really nice lesson. And like, don't even pretend you did not get teary eyed at the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you would have to have a heart of stone not to have been slightly emotionally moved by that ending. So I get it. I understand it. But there is, these characters are so two dimensional. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing exciting about this. Everyone is nice. Everyone is about the priesthood and church and like all of that. And then you have Gaslight and Mother Effin double indemnity. Yeah. That are the exact opposite. Like thrills of a lifetime. Thrills of a lifetime. I've never seen Since You Went Away or Wilson. I've never heard of those, to be quite honest. Me either. But I've seen Double Indemnity and I've seen Gaslight. And you need to see Double Indemnity. And I, I don't want to overstate it. You need to see Gaslight. You think you need to see Gaslight? People need to see Gaslight. Oh, yeah, people need to see Gaslight. It's beyond it's wise it's beyond so its years. It's wise beyond it's so good. Yeah. It's so good and so unexpected, but like you need to see Double Indemnity. And guess what, Nadim? What? I did. You did? I did. Oh my God. What a surprise, Vita. I appreciate <laughs> that you kept that from me. I truly do. So can you give me a review of Double Indemnity? Uh, what do you what do you think my review I, of Double you, Indemnity I think is? you watched it and you were just like, oh, this is definitely better than going my way. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but like I literally from the second it started, I was like, yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs> this is this it. Is, this yeah, is what this I is need it. right yeah. now. It was a complete 180 from like what watching Going My Way was. Yeah. Going it My is, Way is so bland. Oh, I thought you said Double Indemnity no, for a second. I was like, shut up. <laughs> going My Way is very bland. It's it's a very nice story and I can see why it appealed to people in that time because the war is starting to trail yes. off a little bit and you just had two films that had such an impact that talked about wartime. Mm-hmm. And so I guess maybe people want something that's a bit of a throwaway. But to me, it just feels so isolated in its subject matter. Like only a portion of people will relate to Catholicism or kind of like see the inspiration in this movie. Um, And so like this to me felt like, oh, this is a lot of Americans voting right now. That's what it felt Mm. to me like in my my mind. Double indemnity, though, I... I can see why it maybe wouldn't win just because of how much more broad it is than Going My Way. But it's it's the classic film noir. It's so smart and so beyond its ears as well. Like both Gaslight and D.I. I'm going to call it D.I. because I can't say Indemnity. <laughs> <laughs> are just like those are movies that could come out today. Oh my God, yeah. A hundred percent. Exactly as they are. Exactly as they are. No changes. Yeah. And like they would still be super relevant. Yeah. 
And I, re- I really, really enjoyed Duffel and Dandy. I love and Duffel I'm mad and that I hadn't seen it before. Yeah. It was actually on my list for you last year. Yes. Of, yeah, I had put it there and I took it off because there were other, we had watched a lot of black and white by that point. Mm-hmm. And so I had to prioritize, but I'm so glad you watched it. And I'm so glad you watched it now as well, because it highlights, I think, a few things about the Academy that up until now, we haven't really seen this comparison of like, the crowd pleaser versus the clearly better film. Mm -hmm. And this is so clearly it. And when I watched this, I was like, when I I saw this, I was like, okay, I can see why this won. Not that I understand, not that I think it should have won, but I... But I can see the appeal. Yes, I can totally see why people voted for this. Because it is nice. It is warm. It is easy to watch. Yeah. And then it really made me like wonder about the Academy. Because this... This kind of upset happens a lot. Where the movie, it happened literally last year when Coda won. Mm-hmm. When Coda beat Power of the Dog. Yeah. You Don't have remind the, me that we have to watch Coda. <laughs> you have the heartwarming movie. That is fine. And definitely it's nicely made. And this is not a bad film. It's nice. It is easy to watch. But it doesn't compare in terms of filmmaking to the tougher film. But the Academy picked the easy film to watch. They did it with the King's Speech and... Green Book? Green. Well, they did it with the King's Speech versus Social Network. They did it with Green Book versus, like, Roma or um, The Favorite. It's constant yeah. things. And it's turning out that the exception is Parasite winning. What was... Oh, yeah, 1917. 1917. Yeah. I'm so glad that... I'm so glad. I'm so happy Parasite won. But that's the exception. It's not the rule. The rule is going my way winning. Mm. How sad is that, though? Yeah, how sad is that? And that really puts the Academy in perspective. Of, like, how terrible decisions they make? How they've made bad decisions from, like... The beginning, really. Mm-hmm. Where do you think that comes from, though? I think it's the voting mentality. I think... I don't under- know how it works. So originally, I think the voting was just literally a vote. Yeah. You pick your favorite film. Now it's the preferential ballot system. Do you know how the preferential ballot system works? No, please tell us. So the preferential ballot system is literally a system in which you... it's the And it only applies to Best Picture. It doesn't apply to anything else. Okay. You pick... Your top, you rank the films. So you rank one through 10. And then what happens is every film is awarded a score based on one through 10. So let's say you rank, let's say I rank Going My Way as number one, and then Double Indemnity as two, and then Gaslight as three, and then the, you know, four and five. Once the tallies are made, all your number ones are added up first. And then the first one to reach a certain specific score, and it's like a random number, like 397 or something. Once you reach 397, that film goes into the nomination pile. Oh, this is just for nominees. This is just for nominees. And then it goes into the nomination pile. So now if your next one, three, you know, whatever, comes up and it's also going my way, you don't count that as a vote. Then you pick number two. And then if two is number double indemnity, then that vote goes towards double indemnity. And this is how the preferential ballot system works. And then I think you just pick... That's why they need Ernst and Young. That's why they... It's literally okay. like you actually need someone to tabulate the votes. It's like a real thing. Because I was like, why do they need accountants? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could count them. <laughs> I also think you have a lot of people who work in film who don't understand film. 
Interesting. Oh, well, yes, because the Academy is made up of like a 6, large group members. of people. Yeah. yeah. And it's um, not all And people. apparently Jennifer Lawrence's mom is one of them. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It, apparently it's just, it's not all people who necessarily understand film. And so you do have people picking the thing that is, that, you know, touched them Or this the most. person took me out for lunch. I'm going to vote for the, yeah. Yeah. Or you have the movie that is, like, this is easy to watch in comparison to something like Double Indemnity or Gaslight, which require more brain work and aren't as emotionally satisfying. Mm. Because this is, that ending is warm. It's I have so to give it that. It's so interesting to me, though, because, like, I feel like, like you said, this is so two-dimensional. And it's hard to, like, when you say emotionally satisfying, I was left still hungry after watching this. Like, I wanted more of a film. Yeah. So it's surprising to me that audiences back then would be so, like, happy and satisfied with watching something like this. Because for me, watching then Double Indemnity, I was like, this is what I was looking for. Like, I was starving, and now this is feeding me right now in terms yeah. of entertainment value. Because it's not like anything you would have experienced. Could you imagine watching a Delmo Nemdini in the 40s? It would like be Like how so wild, crazy. so radical. So crazy. Yeah. If you haven't seen Double Indemnity, please do it. It's great. It's great. It also, it did, I, I could see why you love Chinatown so much with watching Double Indemnity. Oh, really? There's a lot I... of like similarities there. Yeah. A narrator. Yeah, a narrator. Trust, trust Again, characters women. who are gray. People who have, you know, good sides and bad sides and interest and intrigue and like all of that. Going my way has none of that. No. They're just there. And I feel like I know them. So why would I? Like, I feel like I could meet them on the street tomorrow. So why would I be compelled to watch them on the screen? But like, even people on the street have more intricacy than these people. Yeah. People like, are more intricate, period. And I think what the movie gets away with is um, Father... O'Malley yeah is he is what he's trying to do with the church you do appreciate it he's trying to make it accessible he is trying to be he's trying to create a different kind of atmosphere around the church and he's trying to bring in different elements you do respect what he's trying to do yes although I will say that if this movie was made now he'd be a white priest in a black neighborhood if this movie was made now it would be called sister act (laughs) and it would be so much more Fun. Sister Act is fun. But I don't think that was the goal of this movie. It to wasn't be Sister to Act? Be fun. No. <laughs> no. Well, to be fun, I'm saying. To be fun? Yeah. I think they wanted to have some fun with it, though. I don't think so. No? You think it really was meant to be like this kind of like somber piece? Yes. This heartwarming, somber. I think it was meant to be like Green Book. I think you were meant to leave it feeling good. Green Book can be fun. If you have a men- the di- a different type of mentality towards it, because the first time I saw it, I was like, this is fun. <laughs> Viggo Mortensen is great in it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It's a great performance and he delivers and it is it is charming in its own way. It's fun with heart. But then yeah. I watched Black Klansman and I was like, yeah. oh, this is the much better racist yeah, story. Yeah, for me, it was Roma or like the favorite. I was just like, oh, come on. The, yes, the favorite. I, yeah. I'm not um, as attached to Roma as you are. I th- yeah, I was one of those people, by the way, when I saw Roma, and we'll talk about Roma in 2024, but I was one of those people who saw Roma, and I was literally like, I don't get the big deal. I was really confused until it ended, and it all just kind of like clicked. I was like, you? oh, this is just like a memory, a beautiful memory of like living and experiencing. Being alive. Being alive. I got it, but I got how other people wouldn't. The favorite, on the other hand, is accessible and interesting, which is what... Double indemnity is. Exactly. And like nothing you've ever experienced before. Yeah. 
and so intriguing. But do you like? I could give you a whole list of sequel prequel ideas for Double Indemnity, <laughs> but or I got remakes because we've going had a million of them. <laughs> hmm? Remakes because we've had a million of them. Yes. Double Indemnity is the original film noir. Noir. Like it is. And Billy Wilder, who... Is brilliant. Is brilliant. And yeah. has directed so many different things and done... Like, it's, I love it, the fact that he's done, like, I, The Apartment and this. That's what I was going to say. I was like, I feel like I appreciate The Apartment so much more now. now oh, really? See, yeah. Why? I kind of... I get it a little bit more. From my perspective, think At though? that time, I was just kind of like ho-hum and i was like okay but i think the intrigue like seeing him with a different female character as well like seeing barbara sandwick and double indemnity i get he has a different point of view i think i was really like used to sabrina which Mm. you know is again she's a kind of two-dimensional character too and it's the the case of the ugly duckling turning into this like beautiful yeah exactly right but like i get what he does have a point of view when it comes to his female characters and i get that shirley mcclain character a little bit better now yeah because he he actually directs women really interestingly and they're not Mm -hmm. meant to be black or white and at this time so many forget women but like even male characters in going my way they were it was really two-dimensional really meant to be like good or evil there's no antagonistic force in going my way there's no stakes there's no like push pull there's just it's just there it just is it, yeah. it really it, it's a play but like even plays have that Mita. even plays have that electricity about them this is just there and it is very nice don't get mm. me wrong like i wasn't offended by this i didn't even hate it i just thought it was kind of like okay oh hum oh i was very ho hum yeah I have a question for you. Oh my god, ask. Barry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Plays a character named Father Fitzgibbon. You remember him? I do. Okay, just making sure if you remembered the movie. Um, <laughs> Barry Fitzgerald. So this is what's also interesting about the Academy because there were no rules. <laughs> yes, this I year. saw that. Yeah. Yeah. He was nominated for Best Actor and and Best Supporting Actor mm. for the same role. Yes. <laughs> Not. For a different one. I want to know your thoughts on that and if you feel like it was warranted. Yeah, why was he such a, like, Why was he nominated for both? Yeah. I get best supporting. Yeah, I get best supporting. I don't, I don't think get he best was actor. best actor. Because it's clearly Bing Crosby's movie. It's clearly a supporting role. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely no, like, the movie doesn't revolve around him. And, like, he's treated like a supporting role. But also... He doesn't have any depth. He's no. an old Irish priest. He's an old priest Irish priest who doesn't want to change his ways. Who's acting like an old Irish priest. <laughs> like there's just, there's nothing different about him. And so like, again, it's charming. And again, that ending is really moving. Fine. Hmm. But that's also, I do just want to say that ending is is manipulative. Because like, who's ways. not going to be moved by, moved by that? Tell us why you were so moved. Tell me your I wasn't, like, so moved. It was just moving, man. Like, <laughs> it's it was, like, nice. this, like, old man is seeing his mother after so many years, and she cries and gives him a hug. Who the hell is not going to be moved by that? It's true. It is very nice. It while is, it's very a bunch endearing. Of, while a bunch of, like, choir boys are singing the lullaby she used to sing to him. Like, <laughs> get out of here. There's no way you're not moved by that. No. I did have a second part to my question, though. Okay. What role in modern day cinema would you also give the actor a best actor nomination and best supporting actor nomination the reader kate winslet oh because she won best actress yes but that's category fraud for sure 
Interesting. She should have been best. Do you have another one? Do I have another one? (laughs) I'm asking if you have another one, yeah. Oh, give me a second. I do. I was trying to think about one. Nothing was really coming to mind. So there is... It's some so this didn't happen as an Oscar, but like when, for instance, when Gully Boy came out in India, mm-hmm. Alia Bhatt was lauded. She it was a, she's a great. It's a great performance. She's the pe- lead actress in that. She is, but but she's a supporting. Safina is a supporting character. Just because she's the lead female, her character is very it's supporting. Supporting. Yeah, it's kind of like Jennifer Lawrence as well in Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. What, she got lead, though. She got lead. Yeah, but it is a supporting character. It's a supporting character. And it's a supporting performance, arguably, too. Define lead and supporting for me. I think for me, they have to be carrying the film to be a lead. Like, you're literally leading the film. While, yes, Bradley Cooper is, like, clearly the yeah. lead of that film, you need that... Yeah, you need need her her force to keep it going as well. I totally get that. I think you can argue that both ways. She brings more of the humor into it than he does. It's not like Emma Stone in La La Land, for instance, where that story is about her. It's about the both of them. She's not supporting his his journey. They're supporting each other. Their journeys are separate. Yeah, exactly. But the same. Exactly. There must be more recent ones. Oh, Olivia Colman in The Favourite. That's a flippin' lead role, and I'm... No, it isn't. Yes, it is. (laughs) I love Olivia Colman, and I love The Favourite, and I love Olivia Colman in The Favourite, but that's a supporting role. She is the queen! (laughs) That's Rachel Weisz's performance. She's leading that film. That character is driving... I love The Favourite, and I love Rachel Weisz in it, and she's driving the film. The queen really isn't. I actually wish that Emma has her Oscar for The Favourite and not for La La Land. Mm, That's controversial. I mean, that we can talk about that in 2024 when we talk about La La Land. Well, we're going to talk about Moonlight. Yeah. Well, (laughs) there's no conversation about Moonlight without La La Land. It doesn't work that way. Which brings me to, actually, ironically, my next point. Yeah. If you look at the film Lexicon, you knew what Double Indemnity was without seeing it. And Gaslight, fine, we saw because we watched it in our first season. But Double Indemnity has... Standed the test of time. Has surpassed it, yeah. Yeah. I had never... I did not know Going My Way was a movie. I heard... I knew the term Going My Way, but not as I've a movie. I've never heard of this and... No. So what it's another one, though. <laughs> what does that say about Best Picture versus What Doesn't Win? I don't... I feel so much happier for the movies that don't win, but still have that lasting power. Like, that makes me so happy for them that they're mm-hmm. able... Like, they didn't get the prize, but they did. Like, they lost the battle, but they won the war in yeah. a lot of ways. I don't trust the Academy <laughs> at this point. At in this our, point? At this point, like, what are we, like, 17 movies? Yeah, in? we're quite deep into it. It's really hard. Like, it's... I don't mean it in, like, a serious matter that I should be trusting them, but, like, based off choices that have been made, they don't make sense to me. And there are a lot of things that were nominated or were in that same year that just, like, would be the more compelling film. Yeah, like, there was a time where someone saying, oh, it won Best Picture would be enough for me to be like, oh, I guess I should watch it. I And I think that veil has been lifted. Yeah, I guess, are we, like, what's our, our thesis for, I guess we won't know until 2024. No. But, like... 
what what is the thesis like does best picture actually have any substance to it does yeah. that mean something I, I think the answer we've de- established pretty quickly it, it actually doesn't it doesn't mean shit yeah i think <laughs> sorry <laughs> but then that defines like what defines the best picture of a year like, like could you actually criteria? see double indemnity winning at any time me personally yeah 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 you think there's a time where I double think indemnity double indemnity would have won? Hmm? You think there's a time where it could have won? Like from the time that it came from 1944 till present day? Yeah. Like if it came out in a different yeah. year, I could totally see this winning in the 90s. Really? Yeah. But a, a film noir or an erotic thriller, none of them ever won. I think about the close. power that something like LA Confidential had. But I feel like not... double indemnity surpasses that. Wow, you really liked all that confidential too. I did, yeah. What are you rating double indemnity? I'm rating it a four and a half. Wow. I really did enjoy it. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. It is great. What do you what do you rate double indemnity? I give it a four. Yeah. I really like it. I really, really like it. And I think it's I think I also love the fact that it inspired so many people in so many movies and so many like good movies. Yeah. I love I love an erotic thriller. Take the easy way out. No, it doesn't. It doesn't take the easy way at all. And that's... I love that. And again, going my way, it's all about the easy. It's all easy. None of it is complicated. None of it is inspiring. Easy like a Sunday morning while you're at church. Also, church seems really boring to me. Is that wrong to say? (laughs) I mean, religion in general is kind of boring, right? Like, I I wouldn't want to watch a film on Hinduism, so like... (laughs) There you go don't want to say that about islam because i might get blacklisted but i don't know i think i think there are movies about hinduism that could be interesting i think there are movies about islam that could be interesting i think there are movies about catholicism that could be interesting too and there are movies about the the priesthood and catholicism that are interesting i think it's but again what i was just going to say yeah i also think it's hard to watch these films knowing what we know about the catholic no, church it, yes i think that's a big factor yeah for me it's like, like yeah it's all about doing good and it's just like i get that father o'malley is trying to be good and he's trying to be like a father figure to all these boys but in reality he's molesting half of them at, yeah at one point i was <laughs> yeah. thinking that watching this i was like huh if this was made today it would yeah. be revealed <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and that's a, that's so sad. And I feel really bad for the Catholic Church in that that innocence and that purity about their religion and something they hold so dear has been so bastardized. So muddled. Yeah, so muddled. And, like, there are good priests out there. It's also their own fault, though. It is their own fault. I'm not, like, I feel bad for, I feel bad for people who actually believe who in Catholicism. Who are good Catholics. Who are good yeah. Catholics and believe in it. And those priests who are also good, it's just ruined by everybody else. That is bad. Yeah, it's just yeah. really bad. But it is, I think that it's, you can't look at it the same way now. Yeah. So that just leaves us, it leaves us here. We're going someone's way. Do you have sequel Not to mine. <laughs> I kind of want to know like his journey into becoming a priest, what that was like. Yeah. I guess. I imagine really. him as a bit of a womanizer before and then something <laughs> right. happened. Like I feel like this, the story about how he got to priesthood is probably interesting. Probably. Yeah. Was also watching this, I was like halfway through. I was like, I hope he has like maybe like a sound of music kind of like <laughs> moment venture, yeah, where he like joins a family and helps them escape Nazis. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because even the female in this, the one female character, I think I thought that something was going to happen. Happen with her, there, yeah. 
And then now she starts calling him father. And I'm just like, all right, that's that. She obeys. She obeys. Yeah, not not too many um, ideas sparked while watching this. I think it's just fine. Yeah, I think it's just fine. And that's going to lead me to my review. Well, I go first. Is it? Yeah, I read the description. I go first. I always forget the order. Go first, Mita. There we go. So this leads me to my review. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is just, it's fine. It is what it is. (laughs) I can totally see why it would be appealing to audiences of this time, because there is something very endearing and lovely about it. And I'm sure that, you know, going through wartime is hard enough. You kind of want something that's, you know... Easy on the eyes and the heart and the yes. soul. And this is literally, it's like chicken noodle soup for the soul. This I think I've said that before, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm saying it again. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it is, it's just, it's uh, easy to digest. I don't really think there's anything overcomplicated about this. And like, while I understand that there is a need for those type of movies, am I going to say that this movie is a best picture? Be, no, I think the movies that are that do challenge themselves are probably stronger contenders for what I would deem a better best picture film. The acting is fine. The songs are like cute. The kids in it are nice. It just all together was like nice. It's not something I'm going to reach for ever again. It's not something that I'm like, you should go see this. Um, and it's not something that I... Yeah, I like, just wouldn't recommend it. I can't think of a time when I would say like, oh, watch Going My Way. <laughs> like, I think that that's like the best movie for you to see at this moment in life. <laughs> like, I can't think of a time in someone's life where it would be the the suggestion. And like, I don't hate it, but it's just, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's part of film history. It won Best Picture. Congratulations. I'm going to give you two and a half stars. Okay. That's where I leave. I think you said it best when you said, I'm not going to recommend this because the thing is, if I were to, if someone's like, I want something heartwarming and warm, it's not going to be this. Yeah. I would come, I would think of other things. I would want to recommend something else that is not just warm, but something that is also kind of enlightening or fun or interesting. This is just, it's nice. This is so white toast. It's Mm -hmm. such a like, there's nothing offensive about this. And it's not a bad film either. It's just not interesting. It's trying to say something nice about, you know, being kind and compassion and understanding and compromising. Like it is trying to, it is educating people and giving them nice worldly ideas. But there's so many other ways that you could do those things and so many more interesting and dynamic ways that you could do those things that just just doesn't do. And I think at the end of the day, movies are meant to entertain and this isn't entertaining. And if I were to look at entertainment, something like Double Indemnity, way more entertaining, way more interesting, way more arresting. Even some, And we haven't like mentioned Gaslight as much, but Gaslight is so So much more good. entertaining. It's yeah. so much more interesting. It's so much more like edge of your seat. It's so much more classic. Those are two classic films. This is mm-hmm. not, it doesn't feel like a classic. I feel like I watched something that was like, well-liked, but forgettable. Like, I don't know if you met someone from the 40s, if anyone's like, I love going my way. It, like, it really resonates with me. You, you know, it just, it's forgettable. And if it hadn't won Best Picture, we'd never hear of it. Yeah. That's the thing about it. 
I completely understand why it won Best Picture. I get the war. I get the heartwarmingness. I get the connection people feel. I like. I completely understand all of it. But Best Picture was Double Indemnity, and that's very clear. Like it was the best. It was clearly the best picture that year. It's the best picture currently in many years. Like, a movie, <laughs> yeah. Like you could put it into some years, and I'd still say it's still Double Indemnity. You could probably put it up with the TIFF contenders today. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't seen any of the TIFF movies, but... Yeah, there are some years, especially, like, we're going to get to them in, like, the early 90s, where it's just, like, Dances with Wolves won Best Picture. Mm, Let's put Double Indemnity there, and let's talk about that. It just, it doesn't compare. And I think Gaslight is so underrated as a film. It's so, uh, it's, it's the, it goes under the radar because it didn't win Best Picture, but it really deserves your, your time. And... If someone's like, give me a movie from 1944 to watch, I'd be like, I'm going to give you two. Gaslight. Double Indemnity and Gaslight. Watch them both back to back. Imagine that. Which one do you watch first, though? I think you watch Gaslight first. Because it's more stately. Yeah. And Double Indemnity packs a bigger punch. Punch, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's very ho-hum. It's very nice. It's very easy to watch. But it's never daring. It never tries anything different. It it doesn't excite me in any way, shape, or form. And for that, it is getting two and a half stars. Look at us. This, I was between two and two and a half. And I was kind of like, I didn't hate it. Like, I actively, I'm thinking, I'm like, I did not dislike this. I gave the half to the songs. The songs were cute. Yeah? The ones that were there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, that was going yeah, my way. Yeah. We are entering a weird phase in these movies where it's just, like where it's a couple of more weeks of like I've never heard of this. A couple more weeks of duds, and then we get to like the big kahunas. Do we? We get to the fifties. The fifties start off things with a bang. Oh, all about that bitch. Yeah, but we've seen that. <laughs> we've seen that, but you know we do have a few more years of movies that exist, but that we've never heard of. <laughs> Great. Uh, but until <laughs> but uh before we announce what we're watching next week from 1945, Mita. Nadim. What's the game? You are being challenged today. I so am. last week you challenged me to match up the Royal Tenenbaums to a film titled Palm Springs. And so today, Nadim, I yes. challenge you to relate the movie Palm Springs to a film called Battle of the Sexes. Oh, okay. Interesting. There is an easy way and there is a hard way. Okay. Okay. And your timer starts now. Is it Christine Milotti's? Is that her name? Yeah. Okay. Christine Milotti was in an episode of 30 Rock with Tina Fey. Tina Fey was in Date Night with Steve Carell. Steve Carell is in Battle of the Sexes. Okay. There you go. That was an easy way. Yeah. (laughs) My other easy way was Andy Samberg is in... um, uh, friends with benefits and emma okay. stone is also in like that same like oh really yeah they both play the exes of the mila kunis and the justin oh Kimberly right character. Yeah. yeah um and then emma stone is in battle yes, of the yes. sexes do you remember yes. when friends with benefits and no strings attached came out at the exact same time do you remember when i told you we should have a season where we watch movies that are like the exact <laughs> same movie and we figure I don't out know which how one. that happened uh, i loved it did you? <laughs> yeah, I think it's great that so we which have one two do you movies. Prefer? Well, I think it's great because then Ashton and Mila wound up together. Yeah, and it's nice. It's true, but Justin and Natalie did not. 
No, Natalie Portman can do so much better. Oh, wait, what was the hard way? Oh, the hard way was, let me, hold on, I wrote it down. Peter Gallagher plays the dad in Palm Springs. Okay. Peter Eyebrows Gallagher. Yeah. And he's in While You Were Sleeping with Bill Pullman, and Bill Pullman is in Battle of the Sexes. Oh, wow. That's the hard way because I don't think you would remember While You Were Sleeping. I love While You Were Sleeping, but I don't, Bill Pull. I absolutely love Do you actually love While You Were Sleeping? I actually love While You Were Sleeping. Why did I think you didn't? No, it's one of those. You don't like Sleepless in Seattle. No, I like Sleepless in Seattle too. No, you've said something on this podcast before where you were like, it's not that great. Sleepless in Seattle? Yeah. I feel there's one of them where you made fun of me for liking it. Maybe while you were sleeping. Because I will say it's a dumb movie, but I like it. It's cute. Yeah, it's cute. It's great. And Sleepless in Seattle is a little boring, but. It's a really genius idea. Very he well. He also executed. is in Sleepless in Seattle, isn't he? Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Is he? Is he her fiance? Yes, he is. Yeah. Bill Pullman is white toast, man. So but like the best kind of white toast. Like you the like one that Bill you Pullman? want every once in a while. You You're know, a when you want to make a tomato sandwich, you pull out <laughs> white bread. <laughs> like Bill Pullman. <laughs> tomato sandwich is also white bread. <laughs> you don't like tomato sandwiches? I'm not a big fan of sandwiches in general, Mita. This is just funny to me because I've been complaining to you. I know you have been. <laughs> but people who and don't like sandwiches. you're the person I hate the most. Yeah. Uh, before our friendship ends, I don't hate Mita, you, though. What are we watching next week? <laughs> next week, we are watching The Lost Weekend. Yeah. Apparently, that's a movie starring people, but directed by one Billy Wilder. What? Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> that changes everything. I love Billy Wilder. Yeah. Yeah. Billy Wilder yeah. directed this. There you go. How about that? Oh. What? I'm just quickly on IMDb. The film was nominated for seven Academy Awards and won four Best Picture, Director, Actor, and Animated Screenplay, and Adapted Screenplay, sorry. It for, also shared what, the, the Last Grand- Weekend? Yeah. Interesting. Well, it we'll see. It also shared the Grand Prix at the first Cannes Film Festival. Oh. Oh. We're in for something. It won at Cannes? When was okay. the first can? The first, well, 1944, 1945, oh, okay. yeah. Oh, you said first. I didn't hear that part. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. okay. I'm a I'm little bit more I'm still going to manage interested. my expectations. Just based I'm off still the title of the film, yeah, just I'm not going to like it. But he also did direct it a year after Double Indemnity. Maybe Billy was on to something. Maybe, Maybe they felt something. bad that they didn't give it to him. Maybe. We'll talk about it next we'll week. We'll talk when we actually watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any parting words for us? I do. All the monkeys aren't in a zoo every day. You meet quite a few. Okay, there you go. I couldn't remember the tune of the song. So. Yeah, I couldn't die. Yeah. I don't want to remember the tune of the song. No, it's going to go. It was in one ear, did a podcast recording, and now it's out the other. Bye bye <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for... Is it the lost weekend? The lost weekend. <laughs> the lost weekend. I literally forgot. <laughs> Not the long weekend. Just the lost weekend. The lost weekend. Okay. okay. Have a lovely week, folks. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the number two watch pod, 
on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon. He's fat and lazy and extremely rude. But if you don't care a feather, well, it's safe.